Thanks for downloading episode 76 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. who gets it towards the back post it's a free header it's cleared off the line by Farron Rawson and away and out of the penalty area good chance missed for Accrington a ball on the edge of the area Jake Taylor gets one with his left foot oh it's not far wide first decent opportunity of the first half to the Shrimps fall into the left boot of Jake Taylor who's not scored this season for the Shrimps tried to curl it past the right hand of Lucas Jensen in the Accrington goal I think he beat the keeper but just wide of the far post Edge of the Morecambe box, cleared further away towards the centre circle. And uh, Nahua battling for it there with Mitch Clark. And I think Accrington are probably complaining that Arthur Nahua led with his elbow there. I tell, I tell you what, if anything now, the referee's going to send Arthur off due to the protestations of the home players. Because that wasn't as bad as it looked. Didn't look it on my first impression. Was It was just a bit of a clash. And yeah, perhaps Arthur did catch him with his arm, but... Uh, I didn't think he was it was malicious in any way. I don't think Arthur's that kind of player, really, to be honest with you. But uh, either way, the referee's going to want at least a word with Arthur Nahua. I think the referee's got to have a little bit of of kind of foresight here. It wasn't malicious. It was uh, a challenging, and you just you just knew it, didn't you? You just knew it. You knew on the basis of the way that the Atkinson players reacted, it was not a red card. I'm sorry, it's a really poor decision by the referee. He's let the home players dictate the uh, the, the, the colour of the card there with the way they reacted. It wasn't a red card. It didn't look malicious at all. It, I, I'm not saying that Arthur didn't catch his man. Mitch Clark is uh, just receiving some attention inside the centre circle. But just before half-time here at the Wan Stadium, the Shrimps have been reduced to 10 men. A red card for Arthur Nahua. Again, I think it was Bedeau that time. He just got a little flick header on it. That's towards Usman Fain. Couldn't quite. Well, that was handball. Referee allows play to continue with Tommy Lee. Whips the ball towards the back post. When it's volley towards goal. Off the post it goes. That was a great volley from Mitch Clark. Coming up from the back. Keeper beaten. And it's back off the woodwork. Yeah, off the inside of Beans on Tulsa. What an absolute cultured shot that was by the fullback by the way unbelievable ball across the boxes Atkinson still looks come forward again by Clark he's trying to get a ball, the ball in. Oh, it's Harvey Rogers it's in the back of the net that time we've been given a warning just a few seconds ago when Mitch Clark's right footed volley smashed back off the post we didn't clear our lines on the second phase ball down that right hand side once more and it's stabbed home from close range to make it on 58 minutes Stanley won Morecambe nil yeah, it was coming, wasn't it? I think it's actually Liam Coyne with the goal. He's uh, managed to get in front of Rodgers as, uh, as it looked from here. It was a really good passenger player. Again, down the right-hand side, uh, cut back, and it's very similar to how Cambridge scored their goals last weekend. And here is Cole, who's foraging for it up and over. That's going to yeah. be an own goal to get us back into it. And against all the odds, the Shrimps have equalised 14 minutes from time, and it's an own goal by the Everton loan defender Ryan Astley lobs it over Lucas Jensen and absolutely out of nowhere Shrimps find themselves 
back on level terms, it's an own goal. But we don't care, it's Accrington Stanley 1, Morecambe 1. Well, we talked about that attacking substitution, didn't we? A long ball downfield has uh, caused absolute chaos. The keeper was coming for it, all of a sudden he stayed at home. You think Kohler did really well to kind of evade his defender. He looked like he was going to get to it first. And all of a sudden, big right foot comes out, lobs his own goalkeeper. Edge of the box, Wally battling for it. And Wally was having his shirt tugged, I've got to say, I was right behind that in our very low commentary position here at the Wellman the former Shrewsbury striker doesn't need a second invitation to go to ground and that he did and wins a free kick to Atkinson Stanley on the edge of the Morecambe penalty area in a very very dangerous position we are in the 81st minute here at the Wham it's the Shrimps 1 Stanley 1 Morecambe with a free kick to defend on the edge of that area it could be the right boot of McConville or the left boot of Ethan Hamilton through the wall and into the back of the net it goes an absolute pile driver down to the right hand side of Connor Ripley past the wall to regain the lead for John Coleman's men inside the last 10 minutes Morecambe have conceded a goal again it keeps happening it can't keep happening it was a good free kick you have to give it credit Ethan Hamilton with a left footed pile driver into Connor Ripley's bottom corner to make it happen to Stanley 2 Morecambe 1 he's headed back into Morecambe territory Conley needs to get the ball back he hasn't got the ball back and the substitute Jack Nolan is bearing down on goal squares it across and Tommy Lee makes it 3-1 and probably puts the points in the bag for John Coleman's men and we shot ourselves in the foot that time Dylan Conley lost possession over on the right hand side Jack Nolan just advanced into the penalty area thought he was going to shoot found Tommy Lee instead slipped it in to the back post and the Accrington Stanley number eight does the rest finishes easily past Ripley to make it Accrington Stanley three Morecambe one and the points in the back for Stanley Reaction to the action this is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio what hasn't been helped in the situation is the Accrington players running to the referee running to the um, linesmen and protesting in the manner that they did and that is the, sometimes is the nature of the game they would enable them to get a player sent off uh, and then that lives us 10 against 11 that's right up Accrington Street I don't think there was much in the game even 11 against 10 I don't think there was much uh, over the piece and when we got back to, to 1-1 um, you know it looked like we could become the stronger team but then there was a soft foul given at the edge of the box and uh, they drilled the ball uh, low into the bottom corner with a deflection and make it 2-1. The third goal, uh, Dylan Connolly should play the ball out the pitch. I don't know what he's trying to do. Tries to lay it back and um, it um, is short. So they haven't really had to, to work for the game. Do I think we deserve to lose the game? No, because the manner, if it was 11 against 11, I think that we would have had enough over the 90 minutes to, to get something from the game. Just on the red card, do you plan to appeal that, having spoken to the referee? Well, the, the referee and the linesman have to look at it again, and then we will probably look at it and say that it wasn't excessive force. The linesman thinks that he was, he was endangering his opponent. Um, I don't think that is the case. He definitely does go up with his arm, but he leads with his arm, not in a malicious way, just by going up for a header, Unfortunately, the Accrington player is going for the header and he falls into his arm while his arm is going forward. So if you look at it over the piece, it's not a red card. It, it, it's a yellow card. It should be rescinded uh, if, if they look at it the same way as, as I've looked at it. 
character of your team. You got back in the game, mm. you got level, strange goals, strange circumstances. Mm. How pleased are you with the way they fought with the adversity that they faced? Yeah, we've definitely got a lot of characters uh, in the dressing room. We've got a lot of characters, you know, on the field and they were just trying to get back in the game. They felt really hard done to at half time because they were down to, to ten men and uh, you know that obviously helped Accrington over the afternoon and it enabled them to to get that advantage. But uh, you know, we've had a, a difficult few weeks. You know, we've had injuries. We've got the club that's up for sale. We're unsure what's going to happen there. Uh, we had a striker that was going to be uh, maybe moving and not moving. It's been a, a really traumatic time for uh, a lot of people inside uh, the football club, including myself. And uh, I think today hasn't helped us. I think today has really just uh, put uh, a knife right in the heart, uh, you know, because it's these decisions that are not going for us at this moment in time and is setting us back and we've had a lot of difficult fixtures to play so far we haven't had the results that we want but um, what we've got is a football club at this moment in time that is up for sale uh, the sooner it is sold the better and uh, I think for everyone you know downwards it would help us because um, at this moment in time as a management manager uh, and as a management team, it is a really difficult circumstance. How hard is it to deal with all those things? It's hard enough being a football manager and dealing with what happens on the pitch, but having all those other things going on in the background, particularly the uncertainty. It's been the worst times for me as a manager. You know, the last month has been terrible. You know, some of the, the things that you t I can't tell uh, on camera that has happened uh, over that period of time. There's a lot of inner workings uh, in a football club that is very difficult. And uh, I think the players have shown uh, how well they've coped with it because I've shielded them from it and uh, I've done that you know from you know staff as well and uh, I think that it comes a time when something has to change and uh, you know we just have to get a result from somewhere we've got Ipswich next week uh, who knows we might get that result are you worried on the pitch and off the pitch I'm worried off the pitch I'm not worried on the pitch at this moment in time but off the pitch uh, it, it certainly worries me you know because um, we need a black clarity, you know, to help us because. Um, but on the pitch, we should be doing better as well. You know, we've had a few injuries. We haven't got the biggest squad in the world. You know, Accrington have got 41 signed players on their books, and um, we've got 24 uh, senior players. So there's a big difference between the two clubs, and that's the reason they've done really well financially. You know, by selling players on. Uh, the, the infrastructure, the manager, the chairman at this football club uh, has done a magnificent job. And you mentioned Ipswich next, a big challenge. I guess, have you got to pick players up? Have you got to keep a lid on them? Because Conor Ripley's just come out and very emotional. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to pick players up for Ipswich. You know, I don't know what their score was today, but uh, they're a fantastic team. They're a fantastic uh, football club. And, uh, you know, we just have to, to be ready for that next game. Today, delighted to be joined by former Head of Media and Communications at Morecambe Football Club, Ryan Daly. And it feels, it feels strange, Ryan, to, to call you the former Head of Media and Communications, but uh, I suppose that's what you are, having left the club on Tuesday. For the couple of people that don't perhaps know, what an opportunity you've got. To, you're going to be part of the media team for Manchester City starting next week. Yeah, yeah, thank you for having me today, Dave. Really nice to be here. Um, yeah, finished on Tuesday was my last official day. Um, and... On Monday, I'll be starting my new gig at Manchester City as a, essentially a club journalist covering the, the first team, the women's team and the academy, whether it's the 23s or the 18s. So, yeah, really busy time coming up for me, but one I'm really looking forward to. And, of course, you got the job on the back of, uh, if I can 
I know you're quite a modest guy, Ryan, aren't you? But I'm going to big you up for a second, if I may. You've got the job on the back of uh, the season and a little tiny bit that, that's just gone by. Give us a bit of a flavour of the last 12 months in the media department of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, well, I think it was it was a really difficult start because I think it came in the week of the first game of the season before we went down to Ipswich. And obviously I spent a lot of time, probably the first three or four months, maybe even a bit longer, basically chasing my tail. Uh, just trying to put... And not much changed in the last in the year that followed, I suppose. It, it's a good job on bald because my hair would have well and truly been lost. Uh, but no, it's, it, it was a really enjoyable start. Obviously we had some positive results, getting a, near enough getting three points at Ipswich on the opening day, beat Sheffield Wednesday. And on the pitch it was a brilliant start obviously results could have been better here and there but that's life at League One Football Club it's, it's very up and down it's a roller coaster. But and it was exactly the same in the media team it was trying to identify people that could come in and help us and help bring our match day experience of what the media team could give to the next level luckily enough Matt and Ben already identified a photographer in Jack Taylor who's come in and done an absolutely fantastic uh, a fantastic job since uh, he's been here uh, and obviously Matt Smith was here he'd come in just towards the end of um, the playoff season where Morecambe ended up getting promoted at Wembley against Newport so uh, he was already here and doing that and it was basically just giving a flavour of what we could do on a more consistent basis so tweets as you'd expect from a normal club account uh, photos and images a gallery on the next day professional write-ups uh, videos from pre and post match press conferences and, and even getting the equipment was a, a bit of a struggle at the start obviously the club had not really had much of their own in the past that was due to the fantastic work that Matt Rushton did in the previous times before I came in it was all his own equipment and, and it was down to the club to, to buy their own and he did a fantastic job in backing us and, and we identified what we wanted and we got there and and we, we made the best of what we could do and we continued that through the 12, 13, 14 months that I was there obviously doing a lot more here and there with a lot of Matt's videos and um, a lot of different behind the scenes stuff obviously we couldn't uh, do certain bits due to the challenges that we maybe were faced with um, but I'd like to think we put in some solid foundations and we carried on and, and we did a really good job and we did it justice for the, the fans that were following us online People will know what the whole media setup was like before you came to the football club and you leave it now, it's chalk and cheese isn't it? It is but as you said before I'm, I'm quite modest like I, it's not just down to me like there's a whole lot of people that have come in and done fantastic work for us even like Sydney and Rainwright he does a lot of brilliant stuff for the academy stuff and that's just due to timing and staffing you can't really cover everything and obviously the women team coming on board this season it's it, the club is moving in a positive direction um, but yeah it, it is it's nice I always like to come in with a phrase that if you if you're picking up a shirt that ragged and old and dirty I'd left it in a better condition than I found it and I'd like to think I've done that somebody else is going to come in and take my place and I absolutely have no doubt that that person will go on and do a fantastic job there's, there's no two ways about that he's an individual that's uh, a really experienced character he's done this job for a long time obviously I won't tell you who it is because we can't tell you we know who it is we can't tell you who it is it's not my news no exactly uh, but he, he deserves that opportunity to go on and take and lead a department in the Skybet EFL and I have absolutely no qualms that he'll do a fantastic job and he's just a really nice individual now in terms of football and sports media Ryan with the rise of social media and loads of online content and stuff fans want 
tomorrow's news yesterday, don't they? Yeah. They want the immediacy of everything. They want the, the, the match report out immediately. They want pictures. They want reaction. They want everything as quick as possible. Give us a bit of a flavour about the, the, the nuts and bolts, if you like, of, of how difficult or, or what is involved in actually making that a reality or to the best that you can. Yeah, so obviously we have the pre-match press conferences where we invite the local press down whether they turn up or not it's, it's completely up to them some of the times it didn't happen some of the times it does uh, regardless of the fact we still cracked on with the job and we, we did it to a, a high standard so that would consist of doing a video press conference with the manager and or player um, and then you, from there you'd put your videos out you'd do your write-ups and you'd, you'd basically try and stagger it uh, to go out at a very similar time as what your locals might go out as and you try and do a bit of a different angle obviously club media is all positive and looking making sure everything's fantastic as it, it usually is and then majority of the time it's uh, it's one of them things where you uh, have to like you said bring tomorrow's news today but a lot of the time you, it's not what fans might want to hear because that's the journalist's jobs to do and that's not ours yeah. um, but from there obviously we, we lead up to a match day uh, and obviously it's myself and Matt who were doing it last season and at the start of this season we'd have to do a lot between us Matt would obviously be on comms today like I am I'd be doing the Twitter the match report uh, the graphics so there's a lot to do for one person but we always try to get it out very quickly in terms of the match reports try to bring the best updates we could dependent on Wi-Fi uh, which wasn't always easy but and then obviously a lot of the stuff we get out then after the game as quick as possible so there is a lot to do and it's obviously it's a small media department as it is but like I said before I'd like to think we've done it justice and it's not a glamorous gig Ryan is it it's putting stuff out with, with dodgy 4G dongles in, in the back of a car on, on the way home from away games motorway service stations at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night coming back from away games at 2 o'clock in the morning and being back in the office at 9am the following day so it, it's not all it's cracked up to be sometimes no as I won't use the phrase that I got taught once upon a time but it was a, a phrase that has stuck with me it's a, a proverbial business and uh, and that is absolutely true it is but it's one of them where this job isn't a job like any other it's such a weird scenario like you can't talk to somebody about what your job is if they're not in it yeah. if that makes sense yeah. like you try and explain to someone what you do and why you do it and they'll just look at you like you've got four heads but yeah Cheltenham on a Tuesday night getting back in at daft o'clock and then being in for nine o'clock the next morning isn't fantastic uh, but it's part of the job I'm doing a hobby as my job and I've loved it and I've loved it for the last eight seasons that I've been doing it so long may it continue obviously it's going to be a real change for me now going and working for a, a big organisation like that but one that I'm really looking forward to and of course your uh, your successor uh, his first role is going to be to go away to Cheltenham isn't it and, and get back at two in the morning and then be back in the office on a Wednesday so you're not going to miss that side of it are you? No definitely not and I still got a feeling that at certain points throughout the season I'll have some away trips like that like I'm fully expecting to rock up to Grimsby on a Tuesday when the 18s are playing there in, in November so but whatever it is it's it's the part of the job you just grin and bear it you get on with it it's uh, one of them things where you just you do it because you love it and you wouldn't change it and as much as it does your head in the 90 minutes is what you live for that's what everything builds up to it's just like the footballers you put in all that prep and all that work for that 90 minutes all right, the result might not go your way but it's just that air of anticipation and what football is that it gets you excited so you just do everything for this 90 minutes 
It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Hi from Dave Salmon. Thanks for downloading and sharing this episode. Don't forget to click the bell icon on Apple, Google and Spotify to remind you when new episodes drop in. And all episodes also available on our website at beyondradio.co.uk. Click on the podcast section and you will see the Shrimps Verdict podcast from there. So we go to a huge game back at the Mazuma Stadium next weekend. Can Morecambe finally get their first home League One victory of the season. It's not going to be easy against high-flying Ipswich Town. It's going to be a great game, that's for sure. Full match commentary if you're not heading to the Mazuma on our FM and DAB Plus services on Saturday afternoon from 2.45. We'll look forward to your company then. You can always take a a good old-fashioned radio with you as well if you'd like us to be the soundtrack to your afternoon if you are heading down to the Mazuma. Uh, Either way, uh, let's get a preview with uh, Martin Lambert. Martin is the host of Talking Town, a Ipswich fans pod, YouTube channel and uh, social media channels as well. Big, big fan of the Tractor Boys is Martin and the ideal person then to get the full lowdown on Kieran McKenna's men ahead of their trip to the Mazuma this coming Saturday. So Martin, thanks for coming back on our pod. We always appreciate your time. Before we get going uh, with matters on the field, tell us all we need to know about Talking Town. Talking Town, the fan platform by the fan for the fan of what I will call the greatest football club on God's green earth, which is Town FC. We firmly put the fans in control of the narrative, the talking points and our shows. They're live and they go in any direction. I turn up with a, a little bullet points of things just in case nothing happens. And before you know it, 65 minutes have gone by and we've gone here, there and everywhere. So it's a great fun uh, fact find missing if you're an away fan and we've got many away fans actually Dave that do come and watch us sometimes for a giggle at our expense so where do we find Talking Town you find us on YouTube um, or Facebook uh, just 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 search Talking Town ITFC and you should be able to find us we are loud enough and brash enough that we make enough noise and like you say, you are a fans-led um, operation, so you're not corporate, you're not tied to the club in any way and I suppose in that sense the shackles are off, you can tell it like it is Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, we are sort of uh, free media, if you like. So we can uh, we, we can say it how we see it. And that's what we do. I, I encourage that. And we have, we, have, we have a post-game show where firmly, you know, can take that sort of flavour. But I really encourage it's your platform to have your say on your football club. And it is your football club as a fan. You know, you, you may not own it physically, but in every other way you do. And have your say, you know, and you're not tied to any corporate or any club or any you know anything at all. We just say it how you say it. Now, Martin, before we get going about uh, the weekend's game, uh, please tell us how has Greg Lee settled in? Greg, oh, well, he's sadly got an injury now. Um, I'm going to be out of course for he has. anywhere between sort of six to eight weeks. It's a stress fracture. Picked up at uh, Hillsborough away at Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, but other than that, he has been really, really good. Uh, much better than even I, after talking to yourself, Dave, had had pictured him being. He, he's really pushed Leif Davis, who's obviously arrived for a fee from Leeds, all the way. And they've, they've been having a, a nice little back and forth. Um, it's, a, it's a blow to, lo- to lose Greg Lee. He's been a really solid addition to the to the football club. So it's a shame we won't see him back at the Mazuma then uh, uh, next Saturday. But uh, hopefully a bit later on in the season, then uh, we'll... Uh, our, po- our paths will cross uh, once more. Let's get on to matters on the field then, Martin, if we may. And uh, I suppose in terms of the start to the season for yourselves, it last Sunday apart, of course, it couldn't really have gone much better so far, could it? 
No, absolutely not. One defeat in 10, top of the table until uh, live on Sky. And now we sit second ahead of uh, Portsmouth tomorrow. It's going to just uh, as well as anybody could have hoped, expected or dreamt, if, if in all honesty, uh, looking at the fixture list, you know, Barnsley, Bolton, Plymouth, uh, Sheffield Wednesday, obviously on there. Even the most positive of town fan would have would have had us at least one or two defeats. So there'd be one. You're right where you are if you're the most positive. So it's gone. It's gone far, far better than anyone could have dreamed. I suppose if you uh, keep that level of points up, you're going to be well in the mix. You, you just missed out last season, but uh, looks oh. like you've taken the step up this time round. You're very kind there. We just missed out. We were we were we were well and truly you know marooned <laughs> from the playoffs but i i i, I appreciate your kindness there dave in in, in, the, in the closeness but uh but yeah if you, i keep being told by the people that come on the show the fans we're we're, we're at the the points per game mark you need to be to, to reach the dreams you want to be doing so even though we had a wobble recently one point from six against wednesday and plymouth i'm being told don't worry we're on track it's all good have you found League One this season uh, as an entity? I know obviously still very early days, of course, but it looks to me, obviously it's, our, it's both of our second seasons at this level for various reasons. How have you found it in comparison to last season? It seems to me as if it's even more competitive, it's even tougher, there's even more money in the division than there was last season. Without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. Uh, really competitive league at both ends. There seems to be this sort of top 10, bottom 10, and then a couple of teams in the middle that aren't quite sure what they should be sort of doing with themselves. Uh, outside of that, it's really, really strong, really competitive, almost in any given Saturday league. Because in any given Saturday, it doesn't matter if you are, no disrespect, Morecambe or Ipswich, it can be one way or the other, and any team can upset any team. Last season, Martin, you didn't beat us, though, did you? We had a great draw exactly. on the opening exactly. of the camp. I suppose that, that's the case in points, isn't it? Absolutely. And then I suppose the point where you got against yourselves at the back end of the season, back at the Mazuma, that went a, a huge way to preserving our, our status. Despite how well you played on the day, you couldn't uh, you couldn't get the win. It was a, a late equaliser to, to get that one-all draw. I think it was Wes Burns who scored in the last 10 minutes or so, which was our Achilles heel last season. It has been this year as well, actually, to an extent. But uh, like you say, any given day, it doesn't matter whether you're top or bottom. It doesn't matter whether you've spent a million pound on a left back or you've got him out of lead two. It doesn't matter. Uh, We've done both. Anything can happen. (laughs) (laughs) Or both in your case, yeah. We've done both. Just just, just, just to be fair, we've done both. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, Which is why, you know, you you can't disrespect teams. Uh, Burton, who are bottom, they gave us a really... In fact, I'd probably go go along to say one of our... If you had to label the games we've played so far, one of our toughest games has been Burton. And they obviously have been, until recently... Uh, sort of really, really poor. But Tuesday night away at Burton, they were really good, and we beat them one nil. But on a di- on a different night, it could have been a, a Burton win, and Jimmy Floyd maybe could have still been in a, in a job, and things could be different. But that's that that's League One's beauty in a way that you don't know what you're going to get, and of course you get some officiating decisions that you know play into the fairy town plans, the competitiveness as well, you know, and give you know. <laughs> I jest about uh, uh, Leif Davis, Martin, actually, because he did come through the Morecambe Academy before he, he went to Leeds. So uh, you guys signing in for a big transfer fee has financially benefited our club. So thank you very much indeed. Uh, well, exactly. And we gave you or helped you secure League One status and you've got Cole Stockton 
still as a result, I believe. So you can thank us in many different ways, starting with three points on Saturday. Well, the thing about Cole Stockton, Martin, is I think as I've been saying for a few weeks now to, to other uh, guests on the podcast and other guests on co-commentary as well on Shrimps Live that he's got to get his head on. He's got to switch on and start scoring goals because if, if he doesn't and if he wants that move in January or next summer, then he's got to still have have the, the, the track record on his CV. He can't be a one-season wonder flash in the pan. I don't think he will be. He's not scored yet. He has been injured, genuinely injured, and he was genuinely ill. There was other shenanigans, of course there was. It's well documented what happened. But he's back in the first-team squad now. He's leading the line, and uh, hopefully he's going to score those goals. He's not scored yet, though, so uh, if he doesn't score tomorrow against Accrington, then uh, hopefully he can break his duck against you. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. Uh, that, that, that's that. We're, we're, we're always a gift that keeps giving. First, you know, need a first league win? Don't worry, town on the horizon. Need a first goal? Don't worry, town on the horizon. Oh, I hope he scores tomorrow. Well, so do I, to be honest. And obviously the, the caveat of people listening to this now, uh, we will know the result against Accrington and your respective result against Ipswich Town, of course, as well. But uh, I suppose if you have got a, a player in the opposition ranks that had those 26 goals last season, like Cole had, and of course he scored a great brace against you on the opening day of the season last year. A lot of water's gone under the bridge since then, of course. But uh, you, despite our league position, you, you must still be worried to an extent. Absolutely. You know, any striker that can score the, to, to, to the extent that he did last season is always going to be somebody you game plan for. Uh, and uh, so if you're Kieran McKenna, you're going to game plan, I believe, for him, what he can bring, what he does. Uh, and as a fan, you're always concerned they've got Cole Stockton. The first thing I spoke to you off air about was how is Cole Stockton getting on? Because he's your main man last season and and, and this year, still early doors, still, a, you know, an infant of a of a league season. He does a lot of hard work, though, from what I see looking out, you know, from the outside looking in. He might not get the goals, but he gets the, he does all the, the heavy lifting, if you like, up the top, eats space, works hard and, and brings others into it. So always a concern. Let's look at your team then, Martin, if we may. Morecambe's squad has, has evolved significantly uh, during the uh, the summer. Uh, looking at the way you guys have been shaping up and, and lining up, not so much more evolution than, than, than revolution. How have you been lining up this season? Give us everything we need to know about uh, Akira McKenna at Switchtown. Well, tactically, we've been very sound. Kieran McKenna is is very tactically astute and somebody who watches a lot of football. So you, and you really see that in the game plans. We, we we differ from game to game. So how we play tomorrow against Portsmouth, mate, will be, I believe, completely different to how we game plan and, and, and put ourselves out uh, against yourselves. You know, you, your front line, our front line is constantly changing depending on how they see it. So Wednesday, for example, we went to Hillsborough. We had Caden Jackson up the front because Kieran McKenna identified maybe a little bit of, of pace uh, among the, the Wednesday back line and, and Jackson could exploit that against Plymouth. He went with Ladapo, somebody who could hold the ball up, be strong, be physical. Uh, last season, we were all Wes Burns. Ipswich Town was Wes Burns. This year it is a team that has Wes Burns in it because we, we finally found a left side. Like we've suddenly realised you can play on both flanks. So it's quite nice because we do now distribute the ball well and Leif Davis uh, and up to up until recently, Greg Lee were really people that were starting to contribute in that final third uh, and provide that that foil for a Wes Burns, who's been quiet so far. So what do we need to know, Martin? Players to watch, formations? Ooh, Tell us everything we need okay. to know. 
So formation-wise, it's, it's either going to be a 3-5-2-3-4-3-4-2-3-1 sort of hybrid. It very it changes, it evolves, uh, but it will be a one up front with a two behind. That two behind could be Tyrese John Jules, Marcus Harness, Connor Chaplin. But our but our standout performers this year have been Connor Chaplin in the 10 role, making things tick. And if he gets an opportunity around the 18-yard box, he will take it. He will score. Put your money if you're on that because he's, he's a naturally natural finisher. Wes Burns has been quiet. Leif Davis is starting to grow into it. Uh, really become a threat down that left side. Only a matter of time before he, he has a goal in him as well. And, and midfield too. Up until recently, they've been really good. Uh, whether they are still midfield too, as, when it comes to Morecambe, time will only tell. But Lee Evans has been... If, if you're an NFL fan, and I know they're in London this weekend, he's been the, he's been the quarterback of the team. He gets the ball and he distributes it to where it needs to go, and he's been playing out of his skin. So, Connor Chaplin, Lee Evans, Lee Davis, we've yet to find a striker really, though. So don't worry about those. And another team. Every team we seem to play this season has a back three, and and, and you guys no exception. No, 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 exactly. We, 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 it, there's lots of controversy or debate on the platform. Is it a back three? Is it a four? We've got Janoy Danassian who can play right back or centre back. So he's kind of in that hybrid role where, depending on how the flow of the game is going, in possession, he'll be a sort of a, a right side of a three and get, get involved over the halfway line. Out of possession, we'll kind of go to a four. So it very much is with Kieran McKenna, not, not tactics, whiteboard, and markers it's all about how the game is going and and how well how more can defend you know and if, if you've got a weakness he will try to exploit it sounds simple but we've seen it enough times over Pumper, over the years at Pumper Road that sometimes simple isn't as simple as you think one thing that impressed me Martin at the back end of last season was uh you seem to be very keen on passing the ball ball retention pass 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 kill the opposition will pass them to death we won't rush or pick the right moment to play that killer ball. Is, is, is that still the case? Absolutely, it's still the case, yeah. We, we had Paul Lambert here as manager. He he kept the ball and it very much felt like we were keeping the ball just to keep the ball with no actual, no actual rhyme or reason other than just to keep the football. With McKenna, it's ball retention, but ball retention with intent. So it's it's all about just picking the moment to play that through ball. So it's it, we very much pass teams off the pitch and it's all about we have the ball, you don't, and we're going to put the ball through in a minute. Can you stop it? You know it's coming, we know it's coming. Stop it. And many teams this year have failed to do so. You sound a bit similar to Cambridge in that re- respect, Martin, if I can compare the two. I know, I know you're not far apart geographically. You but, uh, <laughs> we played Cambridge last Saturday. Mark Bonner's, I think that's the same as Mark Bonner's philosophy of uh, we'll keep the ball. We'll, uh, I don't like using the word recycling because it's a horrible term, I think, but we'll pass, pass, pass. We'll keep hold of it. And if we won't try that killer ball until the, the actual the moment is, is right. And and that's what happened against us last weekend. And, and they scored their two goals as a result. Well, I'm sure McKenna will have uh, will be looking at that and really analysing it because Cambridge, Mark Bonner, Mark Bonner is a very highly rated manager himself. You know, there's talk of him going to Rotherham. Is he, isn't he, won't he, will he? Uh, so, yeah, Cambridge, they like, people say it's a derby, but it's nowhere near a derby. It's, you know, we look at them like we look at Colchester. <laughs> I thought you might say that. Um, so let's look at League One in general then, Martin. You look at Sunderland, you look at 
other big teams in this division and then Sunderland took, what, five seasons nearly to get out. So yeah. it's not easy to get back in the championship once once you do find yourself in, at, at this level. Is this season the season, though, where you can do it? I've, I would have said yes to every season with that question. Um, why not this year? It firmly could be. We've got good enough squad, good enough manager. If we can keep hold of him, I know there's a lot of anxiety on the fan base every time the managerial roundabout takes takes effect. But yeah, why not? Uh, it took Sunderland four or five years to get out. The, the really enthu- inspiring thing, I guess, is that when teams leave this division, they tend to do, for the most part, okay in the league above. So, you know, it's not like you, you're seeing teams come down at a consistent rate rock bottom, uh, you know, having, having, having floundered. You know, you've got Blackpool have done fairly well since being up there. Sunderland this year are doing fairly well. But it is about escaping it. Leeds couldn't escape it for a while. Sheffield United couldn't escape it for a while. Sunderland couldn't escape it for a while. It, it's about just getting on a hot on a hot run and, and getting out. Um, and, you know, any team can be in it. Shrewsbury a couple of years ago in the playoff final, for crying out loud. You know, it, it's any given Saturday league. Martin, really appreciate your time coming on the pod. Thank you so much indeed. Just before you go, uh, let's have a couple of predictions. Firstly, uh, the match result on Saturday, obviously. And uh, secondly, who else is getting promoted apart from Ipswich this season? Good question. So uh, match prediction for, just to clarify, which Saturday? Oh, sorry, our game. Perfect. No worries. Just want to make sure. Didn't, didn't want to do the wrong one. Um I'm going to say a 2-0 win for Ipswich, obviously. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's 2-1. I know Morecambe can threat, particularly from set pieces. Uh, well, certainly last year they could. I don't know about this year. Uh, who's escaping the division in the right direction? Other than ourselves, I'm going to have to say probably the two teams we've faced recently. So Sheffield Wednesday and Portsmouth. Portsmouth have got their spine league sort of seemed to got together with Dan. You know, the Cowley's got a good enough squad playing the right way to get out and, and Sheffield Wednesday have really strengthened and if they they, they if it's not us three then I'll be amazed because for me they're the, the, the top three of it teams in the in, in the league yeah I said uh, before the ball had kicked I said uh, Sheffield Wednesday switch MK Dons now MK Dons obviously got a bit of work to do still early days of course for them but uh, I don't think there's any real surprise about those other two but so uh, what about Plymouth being up there is, is that a bit of a shock I know it's still early of course isn't it it is, and, and with Plymouth, again, the same as last year, obviously they, they had the managerial change, didn't really uh, affect them as much as it, as it could have done uh, other teams, certainly. I look at them, and I think a couple of injuries, have they got enough to sustain it? And I don't mean a couple of injuries, I mean a couple of injuries to key areas or key players. You know, you feel with Wednesday and, and, and ourselves, the depth is there. You know, you've got three or four strikers, you've got... I mean, we, we, we can't fit Dominic Ball into the team at the moment, who's a championship midfielder as of last year. Um, have Plymouth got that? Have other teams got that? Have Portsmouth got that? I know they were obviously putting together a team on a, on a, on a, a, a budget. Who knows? But I just feel Plymouth, a couple of injuries, they could fall, sadly. Because I'd, like, I'd like to see a small little team like that. No disrespect um, to Plymouth fans, you know, a smaller team than Wednesday, of course, being promoted. That'd be great. Like you say, Martin, it's those. It, it's that. It's kind of a league in three parts, isn't it? League one. It's mm. the the top eight, nine, ten clubs who've probably all got fair designs on promotion or at least the playoffs. You've got three or four in the middle who are going to be just fine, not go up or down, and then you've got those seven, eight, maybe nine clubs in the bottom third, if you will, and any four of them 
could fall through the trap door. It, I suppose from our point of view, it, it, it's being mid-table in that bottom group, isn't it? And they will be just fine. Absolutely. And then, of course, you've got the wild card now, which is Derby, because they've started slowly, obviously had their, their issues off the field. But now they've got a fantastic League One manager, a manager that knows how to get out of this division at a cons- constant and consistent rate. They're the wild card now, you know, and, and, and for yourselves, it's all about just making sure you're not in that bottom four. Anything outside that bottom four is exactly where you want to be. Another season in League One, build on that, build on that, build on that, and continue to move forward, you know. And um, look at AFC Wimbledon, had a couple of seasons, now they've slipped away. Uh, crew obviously went last year. Just need to make sure you hang in, then build. And look at Shrewsbury. I think Shrewsbury, Akron, and Stanley maybe are, are two good clubs to look at for yourselves. They're now established at this level. Um, and, and you feel keep moving forward, they could add themselves into one of those other lists that you mentioned. But it's about establishing and uh, at a consistent level uh, because League One is where you want to be first and foremost and then move on from there. Absolutely, absolutely. I think games against yourselves and, and Sheffield Wednesday, we've played Peterborough as well, MK Dons. They're not going to define our season. Whether we win, lose or draw against you on Saturday, isn't going to keep us up or, or relegate us. It's how we get on against those other seven or eight teams in our mix. So I suppose in that sense, the pressure's off uh, to a small degree and, and hopefully we can finally get our first home league win of the season. But it's, uh, it's not going to be easy for sure. No, no game is easy at this level. But you're absolutely right. It's it's very equivalent to any other division where you've got a team that's got you know a, a, a bottom six expectation and a top six expectation. It, it, these these are bonus points. If you take any points, they're bonus points. They're not they're not points you're looking at when you look at the fixture list in August, thinking right, we're going to get three here, need four here, five. These are bonus points. But you're Akron Stanley last you know uh, tomorrow, for example, or last week when you listen to this. They're the teams that you need to be maybe taking the points off to keep yourself closer to that that group above that you you know if you list the, 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 the division that's true because after after yourselves and obviously Akron tomorrow as we record this then yourself then it's Burton Albion so uh, See, they're, they're the points they're the points that exactly will define your season it gets serious doesn't it then uh, obviously beat Forest Green which they're going to be in the mix so uh, interesting times indeed we'll see how it pans out in the coming weeks and months that's for sure Martin thank you so much once more before you go uh, give us uh, everything we need to know about Talking Town one more time. Talking Town, the, pl- the fan platform for the fan, by the fans, find us on YouTube, Facebook, we're also on Twitter, a collection of ICFC fans having their say in, 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 in an unfiltered live environment. It can go any direction. I sit in the chair and host it, try and be balanced. Uh, and it's a good laugh. Should check us out, Talking Town ITFC on YouTube. And it is a fantastic watch and a fantastic listen. Martin, thanks so much. Always appreciate your time, mate. Uh, Good luck for the season after Saturday, of course. And uh, uh, we will speak very soon, I'm sure. Thank you, Dave. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.